Welcome to the Mustang Sports Feed. Join us as we talk to athletes and coaches from the Masters University to get the inside scoop on the latest happenings in TMU athletics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mustang Sports Feed, the official podcast of TMU Athletics. My name is Tim Hajduk, the Assistant Athletic Director of Events and Communications here at TMU. Today, we continue our summer interview series of TMU coaches, and I'm pleased to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, baseball head coach Monty Brooks. Monty, thanks for joining us. Yeah, so uh, thank you. I'm excited and I think maybe I'm just a legend in my own mind other than that. <laughs> well, really you're, you're definitely a legend around these parts. You just completed the quarter century mark here, your 25th season as head baseball coach. What keeps you going? Well, I'm really motivated to serve Christ. Uh, this is a Christian institution that preaches the word of God, teaches the word of God. We have the opportunity to work with, for me specifically, with young men and this is the next generation of the church. So what motivates me is to, to emulate Christ and pass down the things that I've learned and what the Word of God says down to the next generation. You know, we have three things, basically. We want them to be educated in the Word of God. We want them to develop as a player. And we want them to take both of those and be prepared to enter the world as a Christian young man. And before you came to Masters, you had quite the, the baseball playing career yourself, graduating from San Jose State, drafted by the San Diego Padres organization, four years in the minor leagues, even went and played in Italy. Talk about some of your favorite memories from your professional playing days. Things that stand out most are relationships through my managers and coaches and with my teammates. Uh, secondly is championships. But we were able to be in a couple championships uh, during those four years. And the opportunity, uh, by God's grace, for me to be playing with so many good players and to experience championships. People play sports all around the world, and many play for many years and do not get championships. So the experience of winning and the joy and the reward of all your efforts collectively on a team what a privilege, and, and it was a great thrill. The relationships not only are temporal, some of them are continue to this day, and I think will be lifelong, especially with a couple of believing teammates. One year, there were four, including myself, there were four Christian guys who were married. The comfort of your wife being with those other wives while you're on the road and knowing that their fellowship is great and they're experiencing that joyous relationship in Christ together. But then as couples, when we are in town and enjoying the, the time with one another at various venues, whether it was a, going to the beach, going to dinner, whether it was Bible study, prayer time, uh, I cherish those. My coaches, managers, special. Uh, I've had the privilege to be under some great teaching. My dad was my high school coach, my college coaches. I have a relationship with them even to this day, uh, three of them. But managers, Rob Piccolo, uh, he was the bench coach for both Bruce Bochy for many years and Mike Sosha, probably two Hall of Fame managers right there. Bochy was a coach for me for a while. That was a great opportunity. And then Steve Labradich, uh, who's been in with the Indians for many years, has been in uh, general manager, assistant general manager. Jack Kroll, he won a thousand games as a minor league coach, coached in the big leagues. 
I was under some heavy influences, big hitters in name, but more so in just one-on-ones, great conversations, humble guys cared about you. You could sense that, and I really enjoyed those. So those those are the things that stand out the most. Well, and you've certainly forged some lifelong relationships here. You've also won many championships as well. Uh, three GSAC regular season titles, three GSAC tournament championships have led the Mustangs to four NEI World Series appearances. How special has that been for you to not only win those championships, but also to do it in an environment with fellow believers? I don't know if there is a greater joy as a coach working with young men and seeing them reach their goals. It is tough to win championships. And, you know, our school, uh, Masters University, you, you have to be a Christian to attend. And so our pool is much smaller than the schools we are up against. But you can see how God organizes and orchestrates your team. You know, we, we do everything we can to recruit players who want to glorify Christ, who want to love Him with heart, soul, and mind, who want to serve Him. We know that God ultimately forms the team. And, you know, you have injuries. You have many challenges uh, each year to get to championships, to win them. And things have to uh, come into play that uh, are absolutes. You have to have good players, and you have to have them play well at the right time. But you have to have good role players, too. You have to have guys who can execute, who understand the little things that make a team successful. And I've had great assistant coaches over the years who uh, understand that and can help implement that and, and help young men be prepared. I've enjoyed my assistant coaches. They've been an absolute blessing. I've enjoyed the players who uh, understand one common goal and understand what it is to be unselfish, what it is to be a Christian in an athletic environment, how to honor God through sport by the way you conduct yourself. We're praying that the Word of God would penetrate the heart and cause them to desire and long and thirst and hunger after the Word and then live it. So the effort is put into teaching young men how Christ would want you to play. By God's grace, we've been able to uh, experience a lot of that. Even during a couple of years where we struggled on the field, as far as record and statistics, we've had young men who understood what we're doing. And even though we failed on the field, uh, it was a tremendous success within the team and the relationships and then just to see how their salt and light in the world once they leave here. Uh, one year, we had five key injuries to pitchers. Well, you don't win baseball games without pitching. It was sad for them. It was sad for the position players who had great expectations. But that one team alone, those many of those guys, especially the seniors of that year, they are in touch with TMU. They pray for us. They they love the institution. They love our program. They support it in many ways. We accept the years, whether we uh, win or lose. Uh, we know that it's all in in the providence of God, and so we embrace that. A lot of these challenges are learning lessons for us to draw near to Christ and trust in Him. As been said, you know, you're either in a trial or exiting a trial. We want to grow and understand who he is and, and how to uh, live for him and his honor and his glory. So, Well, you mentioned trials. I mean, this past season, you know, obviously coming off a shortened season in 2020 that got uh, reduced because of COVID, had more or less a full season this year, obviously looked a little bit different than normal, but you're 
team still won 30 games, still was very successful on the field. Talk about the resiliency you saw out of your group. This group, led by some seniors who have gone through the four years with us and then a couple of grad students, they understood where we wanted to go from the beginning. And they set the tone. And that tone was, look, we're going to love God with heart, soul, and mind. We're going to hold you accountable to that. God calls us to do everything heartily unto the Lord. We're going to be committed to that. We're uh, going to be committed to good fellowship. So we're going to hang around each other, and we're going to have prayer time with one another. We're going to admonish. We're going to encourage. So they embrace the essentials. Um, we're called to serve. We're going to do it in a way where uh, the, your teammate's more important than you. So the humility to that and the teachability to that, and they did an excellent job. Uh, the injuries, they were, again, they were, it was disappointing. You're looking at a couple of seniors who probably would have been all-league players. You're looking at seniors who missed many games. And so to see them having to take on the role of support was uh, sad in one end, but also rewarding in another. They didn't pout, you know, the negatives of all that. Feel sorry for themselves, and they, they didn't. They, in fact, many of them tried to help out in practice one way or another. So... They, they took the injuries in stride. The younger players obviously got more opportunities. And so building them up and, and uh, throwing them right into the fire uh, in, in the toughest league in the country, they got a taste of how good you really have to be. And through the diligence and the work ethic of the upperclassmen, they saw the benefit and the reward of um, that effort. You mentioned the the all-league selections. You know, Roy Verdejo, Ryan Bricker, Byron Smith, three of those seniors had tremendous years, tremendous careers. Uh, they got all GSAC, but also GSAC Gold Glove. They're three of only 10 Mustangs in program history to earn the honor in the same season. Talk a little bit about their years and just how much they meant to your program overall. We're happy for them. Uh, it was a thrill to watch them. It was our joy as coaches to see them implement the practice time you could see how their efforts and trying to hone in on their craft, even like their weaknesses, we expressed to them, you know, if you do this, you're going to be a better player. Uh, you take like Ryan Bricker. Ryan Bricker was a catcher his whole life. Uh, but when he was a freshman, we were short a little bit on infielders. I saw his athleticism and we worked him in at second base. Well, our starting second baseman, he missed the first game of the World Series. And so you have a freshman who was a catcher who worked diligently to be a better infielder starting at second base in the first game of the World Series. So, you know, Roy Verdejo, and he was an outfielder. We said, look, you need to be, you need to slim down to get faster. We need you to cover ground. He works, he loses 30 pounds. What does he do? He becomes a gold glove outfielder. And uh, we knew Byron was a very good defensive player and had the ability to be an all-league player uh, and to be a gold-glove catcher. However, we knew he had to do some things and make adjustments on the offensive end. So he did. And as time went on, he got better and better and em emphasized the things that we wanted more and more. My, my joy is to see them take what you're investing and then to see it come to fruition. Uh, tremendous reward for us. Well, and... You know, all three of those guys obviously put in a tremendous amount of work. You know, for Roy specifically, that hard work's paid off, or he's now playing professional baseball. 
uh, with the Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers in the United Shores Professional Baseball League. He's one of a handful of former players of yours that are now playing professionally. Guys like Connor Menez, who when he first got called to the big leagues, was coached by Bruce Bochy. So I'm sure that was cool for you to have him coached by someone who was a coach for you as well. You know, Robert Winslow just got called up to AAA. How fun is it for you to see those guys taking their talents to the next level? Well, it's a thrill. And uh, it's, 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 it's actually jubilation for, for all of us who've been involved with their career. Not every player can play professionally. We want them to have a great experience here. And if the Lord allows them to play professionally, then use their skill set, their faculties to glorify God. Use the things that they learn to ground them in the Word of God so they can take on the stresses and the anxieties that are thrown at you as a professional athlete. When Rob got called up to the AAA game, he called. Our conversation went right to, look, be anxious for nothing, Paul says in Philippians 4. Give God the glory for this opportunity. You know, these guys have aspirations. They have goals. They long to play professionally. Few get to do that. So God graciously allowing them to experience that, give him the glory. Make sure you honor him. And then the opportunity to speak to a different group of people. So it's sharing the gospel. It's sharing what God has done in their life. If it's a like you and I are doing now with a podcast, if it's a newspaper reporter interviewing them, whoever it is where they have the opportunity to glorify the Lord and express gratitude to the Lord. And we're thrilled for those opportunities and they prepare for those things. So it's tremendous accomplishment. It's joy to our hearts to see all these guys fulfill their aspirations. And it's collective too. It's their teammates are thrilled for them. The phones blow up when they're advancing. With Roy, you know, this year, getting the opportunity, hits two home runs in one game. And I happened to be, he actually texted me, and I happened to be with three of his teammates at the time he texted. So unbeknownst to him, I call him and put on speaker. His teammates were right standing right there with me. They got to share in, in Roy's joy. We're all excited, and they follow him, and there's always conversation, and then the group me texts. And, and then when they get to see him, so earlier, about two weeks ago, Nate is traveling from South Carolina up to North Carolina, and he goes and sees Aaron Shackelford. Aaron hits an opposite field home run, and Nate was videoing it. So the thrill of his voice as it's going out is, is recorded, and then he sends that in the group meet to everybody, look what, look what I just saw. So those are just great times. You, you enjoy... You enjoy moments like that and for his teammates and the coaching staff and even TMU as a whole. You know, you and others are sports fans here. We all root for them and we're all, we all join in the enthusiasm and excitement and the passion and zeal of, and the thrill of the moment. So really encouraging. Six currently, Roy's now seven. It's very rewarding for all of us to experience it. Yeah, and as we kind of wrap things up here, you know, those guys obviously have a tremendous platform that they're using to glorify the Lord, you know, through professional baseball. What I've noticed, I think your program does a fantastic job of that at your games. You know, before the game, you have a couple of your players uh, read a verse and then another one prays. Sometimes you even have a devotional time with the other team. Just talk about that a little bit and kind of the origins of, of those rituals were. Well, when I first got the job, Sports in the United States is 
something to behold because you have such an investment and you have such an adoration for it. You have so many fans and there are many people who don't get to play. They're not gifted enough to play, but they enjoy the thrill of competition. For our institution to have sports and then to our institution to utilize it as salt and light to the world, as a form of evangelism. We need every opportunity to honor Christ, glorify Christ. And before games, we wanted to open up the Word because people don't get to hear the Word of God. And in order to come to Christ, you have to hear the Word of God. So it's an evangelistic opportunity. For the believers, it's an opportunity to reflect on God's goodness and who He is. So His attributes and who Christ actually is. So we want to take the opportunity for a brief few minutes to read scripture and then to pray and see God's work through the competition. It's by God's grace that we get to compete. Like I said earlier, our whole life is about Christ. And we have the scriptures to inform us of the necessity we need in Christ. Apart from Christ, we're nothing. Paul says, imitate me for I imitate Christ. We, we want everything to reflect the goodness of God, the grace of God, and his attributes that the non-believer may be drawn to him. The non-believer may see Christ in our players, in the coaching staff, and that the believer would see genuine, authentic Christianity. I wanted our guys to understand we need to live who we say we are. So the motivation behind that was all for for Christ and his, his glory. So the opportunity to have some type of devotion or even gospel message with opponents started at the same time when I got the job. I, I would ask coaches, hey, would you mind if we did this? And um, some are uh, opposed to it and some absolutely. We've also have passed out tracks to opponents. We've also have laid down tracks in the dugouts. And we don't know how the Lord's going to utilize his message but we just want to be able to throw seed and we'll see what the Lord does on the cultivation of it all. But I feel like we have that responsibility. He says, go share the word. Well, we want to do that here on the baseball field. Well, your teams have certainly had all sorts of success during your tenure. You're, you're 15th among active NAIA coaches, 761 career wins. But more importantly, you've been incredibly successful and and modeling what being a man of God is and pouring into the spiritual lives of, of your players. And, you know, the whole Masters community thanks you for your 25 years of service thus far. And we look forward to seeing your team back out in the field this spring. Thanks, Monty, for joining us. Well, thanks for having me and praise God for all of it, right? Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mustang Sports Feed. For more information on TMU Athletics, visit GoMustangs.com. To learn more about the Masters University, visit masters.edu. We'll see you next time.